Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. This is a journey into sound. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. The truth lives right here, Houston. On this day, I see clearly. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bijani and Creighton. Good Friday to you, H-Town. Sean Bajani, Patrick Creighton. I am Sean. He is PC. And Chris Santiago producing. We are almost officially through our first official week of the new show here on Sports Radio 610. Area 45, glad to be here with you. Uh, appreciate you making this a part of your evening. If you'd like to join us, 713-572-4610. Bam! Just like that, the phones are wide open. You can call, you can text, you can tweet. Hit us up at Pete Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani for myself. You can even catch us on Twitch. Hi, good people. Twitch and YouTubers, uh, if you would like to see our ugly faces or pretty faces, whatever. I've called us both this week. Hey, one of us has a pretty face. <laughs> but so what sub- if it's not me? It is subjective <laughs> at this point. It is very, very subjective. Uh, Chris Santiago, you can also see his grill. Uh, he's up there for you to enjoy. Um, and you know what, Chris, you got to come out with this man. I I asked you already. You said ah, I got to wake up early. I got to work. You know what? So do I. You got to. W- that's your excuse. You got to wake up early. He's got to take yeah, the dog dude. to the what? Dude. To the vet. To the groomer. Bruh. To the groomer. Yeah. Pull the string. <laughs> I have to. I have to wake up, man. Come have a Pull beer with us. The string. Come have a celebratory beer with us after the show. Maybe even just it. a shot. Maybe just a shot. I'll think about it. How about that? All right, think about it. I'll think about it. What, what is usually the case when uh, people say, I'll think about it? They're Charmin soft. <laughs> <laughs> hey, PC's going to peer pressure the hell out of you, Chris. Oh, I know. Uh, C-Sex. Yeah, Come on, hours. C-Sex. Three hours. Three hours to peer pressure. <laughs> three hours. You know it's on, man. Yeah, hey, PC, uh, and I will be out at Kirby Ice House after the show. Uh, so, hey, man, give us like 20 minutes, you know, to get over there. It's only down the road, but people are crazy. It might be raining. I don't know what it's going to look like. Give us 20. And I said last night, the first person that finds us, uh, I will buy you a beer. And PC said, I'll push the it first, to 10. The first. The first 10. The first 10. I'll make sure the first 10 people who find Sean and I and say they listen to Area 45, (laughs) they will get a brew. Yeah. I I was not as optimistic about 10 people finding us, but, you know, hey, you know what? We'll see. Well, Nate (laughs) Griffin said he's going to send 50 people our way. I said, promise is promise. I saw that. I was like, holy crap, because he would, too. (laughs) Nate? Man, Nate ain't putting in the effort to get 50. Maybe you're going to send 10. No. That requires him sending text messages. Do you remember the other day when Nate was already. like, uh, "Hey, I know a guy. Y'all should hi- y'all should get this kid in there as an intern." I guarantee you, Nate would like text that dude and be like, "Hey, text all of your friends and say meet him, Kirby." Oh, <laughs> by the way, I forgot to ask Parker if we had an intern program. <laughs> I can tell you this right now: I don't think we do. I haven't seen an intern around these parts in like a decade. Well, uh, I mean, it'd be more. a good time to start having interns. I mean, what's better yeah. than free labor? It would. Uh, we need free labor tonight, though, because I'm going to be hustling during a break. Uh, tonight, I have... Um, it's kind of weird. You know, I heard that Alex Bregman had come out with a new salsa, 
or at least rebranded his rebranded salsa. salsa. Um, going from Breggy Bomb to uh, Wild Soul, right? I wonder if that's and I. Where did my mind go when I found this out? I was like, oh hell, Wild Soul. Why this is like an Arizona thing, right? There was rumor that he bought a house or was having a house built in Arizona. Like he's doing everything. Like the lights are flashing. He's leaving us after this season. PC. I don't know if it is or isn't true. So, but. the Breggy Bomb is supposed to be like the, the rebrand of, of Wild Saul. It's supposed to have a heavy Southwest flavor. It's supposed to reflect his roots in Albuquerque. Son um, of a gun. But uh, All right. I understand tonight we will have Salsa Wars. Salsa Wars, man. I made my own salsa this morning. I've been doing it for a while. I think it's the absolute best. Um, and Chris Santiago is a legit, a legit salsa expert. Aficionado. Aficionado. That's right. He knows his stuff. I know my stuff. So Mm -hmm. you're probably going to bang on me for bringing like some, the cheapest chips I could find at HEB. No. Dude, those are good chips. I don't care. They're two bucks. I eat those all the time. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate the support PC. Appreciate the support because exactly. I, I told my wife, I was like, Hey. While you're out, I need Breggy Bomb, and I need the cheapest chips that HEB can uh, offer. And you know it's the ones that say two dollars on the bag. Please, Dude, they're they're the they're good. I actually like they are. those That's all chips. I, get. I I am not I'm not a big fan of like the Tostitos. They're too damn salty, and they fall oh. and they're too thin. They fall apart. Oh, too salty. And man. they're like the most expensive ones on the market. Do you know what? I found uh, no salt chips at Kroger. A uh, few weeks back, I love I love tortilla chips with no salt on them because I want to taste the salsa, and they were awesome. And they were like uh, less than two bucks, like a dollar eighty nine or whatever. They were on sale. You know, you should try the uh, H E B. So H E B has the like their own brand of tortilla chips. They have the sea salt ones and then the no salt. Oh, and those are really in good. the clear bags, yeah, right? The clear it's bags, like the yeah. white in the bakery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I always forget to. Yeah, those are. Really, I would have gotten really those. Good. I always forget about them. I uh, I have a bag of those. At the house because I stopped and got uh, some Mexican tonight for dinner. Ooh. And you know that anytime you go and get Mexican takeout, you have to get a chili con queso because you just you need the cheese. And yeah. I don't care how many chips they give me. What I care about is I get the biggest freaking block of thing of cheese that I can get. Mm. And then the jalapenos it in goes, there. It goes on everything. Yeah. So like every chips, pretzels, whatever the hell I have in the house is going in the cheese. Yeah. Uh, Texter says from the 713, if you haven't had Julio's chips, try them. Julio's they're not bad. Chips. They have a little like a lime flavor to them. I got to see them. Uh, they're not bad. They're like the restaurant style, the big chip. Are they? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if they're like plus three bucks, like I probably haven't had them. They are plus three bucks. <laughs> okay. I haven't had them. <laughs> I'm poor, bro. Um, even today. So even though- somebody on the text line understood the comment. About pulling the string. And I'm not going to say what they wrote. Just that somebody got it. And I appreciate that somebody got it. I did get it. I just didn't. I didn't go along with it. I didn't go. Also, shout out, Sean. Shout out to your wife. She got us the the chips and salsa. So She got us the chips and salsa. But, you know, she said she couldn't find the wild soul. And I was like, all right, cool. Just get the breggy bomb, whatever they have. Um, And here's the deal. So I, I first found out about this from uh, Channel 2's Ari Alexander, who does a great job. Uh, I think he's absolutely uh, one of the best in the biz. He tweeted out a couple of days ago that he had an opportunity to sample uh, Bregman's Wild Soul, and he did. It was the Mango Habanero, and he says it was good. I spent like, I don't know, an hour, hour and a half with Ari at the, the uh, at the table of the national championship game, and... I knew right off the bat we were going to get along. This is really the first time we talked about something besides sports. And he's a foodie, self-proclaimed foodie. And he was like telling me like, you know, the uh, last Texans regular season game, basically wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like that was all me. And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, well, I complained about how bad the food was sometimes up here. And so they stepped their game up like ice cream bar, Reese's peanut butter cups, carving table, shrimp, um, Cold boiled shrimp, and I was like, "Okay, that's you." So, well, long story I, short, we found out a lot about his food interests, and I think I trust him when he says it's good. It's good. I think mine's going to be better than Breggy's. I did hear a lot of people complaining in the press box this year 
mm-hmm. that the ice cream freezer was full of old ice cream that looked like and felt like it had been thawed that's out, BS. refrozen, thawed uh, out, refrozen. That's BS. Seth, Seth, there's no way because Seth Payne crushes the ice cream. Like he will admit to you, like he has like three, four, five ice cream sandwiches and other things during a game. <laughs> Stress eating. There's no way it's old. I think it's just the people that I used to work with mm-hmm. or a bunch of friggin' whiners. I think they're whiners. I think they're whiners. At least the ones who went to the game. I think they're whiners. They're whiners. <laughs> Definite whiners. Uh, anyway, I, I said all that to say this. <laughs> We've been on the Bregman sauce and I don't know so, what else. you know, Ari Alexander, good on the food. Yeah, Ari Alexander, good on the food. Uh, we're going to have the uh, salsa contest. The final segment of the 8 o'clock hour, so uh, be listening at 8.40. Uh, I will have chips for both of you guys, and I will give you Bregman's salsa and my salsa. You will not know what's what, okay? You're just going to have to try it, rate it, the heat, score it, the taste, and then I will tell you afterwards. You're just going to enjoy watching my face melt because I don't handle spicy stuff Dude, so well. It's funny. I thought about you about 930 this morning after I uh, was boiling my salsa and I was like. You boiled it? It simmered. Okay. I was like, holy I don't know crap. How to I don't this know how to is going to take every hair off of Patrick's face. Like he is just going to be beat red. This was hot. I got some good habaneros, man. Good thing we're going to Kirby's later to get some cold ones. Yeah. <laughs> you might need to make a pit stop between here and there. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh depends on how much salsa you eat. You hate salsa. I'm so not a salsa fan. And I so mean, I, I don't hate it as like much it. as I hate like guacamole, which I just don't yeah. like the consistency of. Uh, I don't like the avocado consistency is just, I feel like I'm eating paste. I can't get past that. Like, that's just crazy to me. I've never, I never met a person that didn't like avocado. Did you, when you were a kid, did you ever eat like Elmer's glue? Yeah, probably. That's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you didn't. I do have a like vague memory though of you put like it in your hand, and then you peel it off your hand. Yeah, like, that's, how, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly how that goes. Again, yeah. Go. Why did it taste so good? What were they thinking back in the day? You know, now they have them get glue sticks. Yeah, dude, it's a push pop to these kids. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way it tastes that good. It doesn't, but that doesn't stop them from eating it. (laughs) Was it Mod Podge? Right? It's basically Mod Podge. I mean, kids eat crayons, don't they? It's just colored wax. Not, I don't think I ever ate crayons. There's no way. Did you ever have the uh, the wax candy, like the fake, like the, the, the lips, the Dracula teeth, and then like you could eat it because it was just wax? What? No. Or the the little juices that came in the little wax uh, like test tubes and you but top off and you drink It was the, the little pops. They were like little pops. Yeah, but they came in like all different size, like shapes and stuff. You, uh, When I was a kid, you could get them and they looked like, they looked like little test tubes. And they came in like six different colors. All and you right. bit the top off and then you drank the juice and then like people would just, you know, chew on the wax. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I'm the ones I'm picturing look like beer bottles or Coca Cola. Yeah, they bottles. had those the yeah, same yeah. thing. You know, C Sex over there. He's like, Damn, man, that's I'm, old school, dude. He's like, Man, I never did that. Like, that's, yeah. that's because by the time you were born, uh, you know, they were <laughs> hey. probably they were making candy that probably was like laced with fentanyl. So, you know, you don't know what you live you're done. <laughs> I was going to say, like, they've outlawed all of this crap that they used to make us consume <laughs> back in the day. There's How uh, many times when, when you were a kid, it's like you go to a party and they give out candy cigarettes. Those things oh, were the most dude. disgusting yeah. things ever. No, but they were so cool. Like, who didn't want to, like, have, like, pretend you were smoking a cigarette? <laughs> candy cigarettes. Every kid, mm-hmm. every eight-year-old wanted the heaters. Come on. <laughs> like they were just chalk. They were literally like chalk with so much powder on the gum was so horrible. Hard, like if you sucked on it long enough, I'm not, I'm sort of what? Pause. Technical difficulties. Will you please stand by? <laughs> Sean just literally turned like 14 shades of red and just backed away from Son the microphone. Like, like, you know what? God bless. Started from the bottom, dug a hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be smart. I'm going to stop myself. Then I was like, oh, there you know, coming back from that, it's too late. Can we erase oh, that? Geez. That is not something that we want Landry to get his hands on because, you know, that'll get played forever. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Uh, I'll, he's pro- like, I'll he's probably like, make it a drop. He's like, don't worry. It's in his email box already. Landry's <laughs> ass ain't going to do nothing with it, but freaking Ron, like Tyler's listening. He, Oh, we got, we got content for Monday. Here's his. <laughs> Here's a little half segment. Here we go. He's got content for his uh, social media feeds in three, yeah. two, right. one. So anyway, 
Uh, moving on. Rockets are back in action tonight. <laughs> Hosting the Raptors. They suck. Uh, they just tipped off. It's tied at four. We'll keep you up to date on the uh, score throughout the evening. I'd love to do that. You know, we interjected um, Nate Griffin's name earlier in the show already. Hollywood. Uh, hey, holler, uh, holler to Nate, man. A big shout out to Nate, rather. Uh, this morning, talked to Dana Brown, Astros GM who confirmed that Lance McCullers, in fact, will be going to spring training with the pitchers and catchers. Cool. Uh, Don't get too excited, though, because if you watched uh, or have heard about the Houston Sports Awards, which were a couple of nights ago, Lance, who was hosting, said that he will be back around July, a.k.a. around the time the trade deadline. (laughs) Around August. Yeah, around (laughs) August, maybe. But, like, just get you excited enough to where, like, this is my my fear, is that pitching, again, is not what we expected it to be or what we think it should be. And we're going to find ourselves saying, ah, don't worry, Luis Garcia and Lance McCullers coming back, are coming back right around the trade deadline, and then they don't come back until after, and then it's like, wah, wah. But you know what? I actually, have, I actually have some optimism for Lance McCullers Jr. this year, and this is why. The reality of the situation is the Astros completely mishandled Lance McCullers Jr. essentially three seasons ago when he first came back from Tommy John surgery and he pitched through the season and then he made the first postseason start and then he went on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Right? They didn't properly diagnose him then. And then they tried to be ultra conservative with, all right, well, let's just let's just give it rest and then rehab. You can't rehab a bone spur. <laughs> right. And you can't rehab a torn tendon. Yeah. And that's why it took him so long. He had, you know, they, they had the lockout, and he has the setback during the lockout. And during the lockout, he doesn't have access to the team doctors. So he has the setback, and it's like, all right, now you're just on hold. So had to wait for that. He doesn't come back until, like, August. And he pitches the last two months. Yeah. But his elbow's still not right. And it turns out he's got a torn flexor tendon that's not the UCL. Okay, that is not Tommy John. The flexor tendon kind of holds a few other things together, but it's not the UCL. Although a torn flexor tendon can put additional pressure mm-hmm. on your UCL. That's why it's important if you tear your flexor tendon to get it taken care of right away so you don't put additional pressure on your UCL, which leads to another Tommy John. So he had a flexor tendon tear, he had a bone spur, uh, and he had to get those taken care of. So those were taken care of. There was reportedly no damage Mm. to his UCL. Mm. So, at this point, everything that we know, and look, I understand the Astros are not always forthcoming with everything when it comes to injuries, but everything that we know about Lance McCullers says these were injuries that did not impact his UCL, and therefore, he should be able to come back when he does and be, like, legit healthy. Now the question is, after all the time away, after the additional surgery, can he come back? Can he still snap that curve? Will he still have his command? How long does it take him to get the feel for the ball? Because fastballs, you can wind up and chuck. Anything else, you got to have a feel. Yeah. And how long does it take him to get that feel? But I have optimism that Lance Colors can come back on the right timetable and be the effective guy that he was because this was not, it was a different injury and that it didn't impact the first injury. And those were two very important things. What is your last memory of Lance McCullers? Uh, Can I tell you? I was going to say not making not making the postseason. So after he was supposed to pitch, all of a sudden it's like, yeah, Lance isn't pitching. That's like 2017, man. What, like 20, 27 straight curveballs? <laughs> yes. I don't remember anything since then. It's like I feel like he's been hurt ever since he snapped off like 24 straight curveballs. And just destroyed everybody in his path. I don't. I haven't seen anything from him. So anything you get, I just need the guy healthy on the mound. I'm excited for that. Hammer. Let's get it. Hammer. Going. Hammer. <laughs> Can't tell, touch it. Tell me Kidding about. Me? Tell me about how much. Um, Sign stealing impacts your ability to hit. You tell me the Yankees didn't know he was throwing a curveball. <laughs> everybody knew. Everybody knew. Holy smokes. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. It's Area 45, Friday on Sports Radio 610. Coming up next, I can't wait to get to this. I was convinced earlier today that I should not be disappointed after saying so last night that I would be. 
but that I should not be disappointed if the Texans do not sign a big-name receiver this offseason. What about you? We'll let you listen in. It's next at Sports Radio 610. Be back in a minute, all right? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster temper pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details after the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bijani and Creighton. Area 45 back with you. It is Sports Radio 610. He is Patrick Creighton. I am Sean Bajani. Glad to have you along with Chris Santiago. He's the gatekeeper. If you want to get to us, you got to get through him. 713-572-4610 gets it done. You can call, you can text, you can tweet. At P. Creighton, the number one, at Sean Bajani for myself. You can catch us on Twitch and YouTube as well. Since he's the gatekeeper, everybody should call up and say, I am the key master. <laughs> just, just call up and say, I reference. am the key master. <laughs> is that dude back in the no, new Rick Ghostbusters? Moranis isn't back. Oh, Rick Moranis, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honey, I shrunk the kids. Like, yeah. I, I never think of that when I watch Ghostbusters. Like, I don't think Rick Moranis at all, because that was maybe the first thing that I ever saw him in. And I'm just like, eh, this is the dork, you know, and the dorky guy in Ghostbusters. That's it. But man, I wish he was in it. He was hilarious. So John Harris was on uh, Payne and Pendergast earlier today. He took in the uh, Senior Bowl. Uh, workouts wrapped up yesterday, or rather today. The game is tomorrow uh, at noon central time, if you want to check that out. The uh, Texan sideline reporter and draft guru John Harris was on with Payne and Pendergast this morning and I found this absolutely fascinating and a little, um, I don't know, like head scratching at first. And then I thought about it and I thought about it. And Chris witnessed like my epiphany. I was like, boy, he convinced me <laughs> earlier this afternoon after listening to it again. John Harris, like incredibly impressed with what he saw at the Senior Bowl, particularly with potential Texan targets that play the receiver position. Here's what he had to say about a couple of the dudes that one of which we talked about yesterday. Take a listen. And the guys that were in Mobile were, were super studs. Malachi Corley from Western Kentucky. Um, I call him kind of a fake Debo in a sense. This dude's got cat, like he's his thighs are huge. I mean, he's a running back. His yesterday he was running a slant route, and the defensive back was waiting for his cut. 
and didn't move, and Malachi was like, all right, I'll just run you over. And he just literally ran him over, mm. caught the ball for a touchdown, and the refs threw a flag, but they didn't know what to call. He is a great runner after the catch. I think he would be a good fit with what the Texans do. Uh, Roman Wilson was fantastic. I know everybody gushed about his one-handed catch. Um, and, and a lot of people wanted to compare him to Tyler Lockett. My comp was Will Fuller just because Wilson has that easy acceleration away from guys like Fuller had. Like, you didn't even think Fuller was running fast, and you're like, boy, he's running five yards away. He's got five yards of separation from a defensive back. This is incredible. John Harris, I mean, got me excited right there, right away. One of the guys that we discussed yesterday, Roman Wilson, uh, you look at his numbers that he put up last year at uh, Michigan, they were absolutely phenomenal. But listen to his breakdown of Malachi Corley. Um, you can, by the way, catch a lot of his work at footballtakeover.com. John Harris does great Great work. You hear it. You can see it there at footballtakeover.com. You go back and you look at the job that Corley did the last three years, PC, at Western Kentucky. His numbers are sick. They're not only getting better, they were just already good three years ago. And I got very, very, I'll go Clint here, uh, football horny, uh, listening to John Harris talk about both of those guys. That's because this John Harris tells a story it's football porn yeah it is and it and is football porn makes people football horny john harris is probably single-handedly responsible mm-hmm. for why clint talks about why he needs to buy new underwear because all his underwear's got giant holes <laughs> in them it's it's because he listens to john harris tell the porn mm-hmm. and it makes him like all football horny, That's fair. and yeah. then he needs new drawers that in um he did put out the question of the day, and I'm not going to talk about what Clint likes to talk about. I can guarantee you it wasn't talked about today because Clint was not here today. <laughs> poop. Clint likes poop say, for whatever reason. It's first you say it, then you do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, as impressive as it sounded like John Harris was with uh, Corley and Wilson in that last cut, there was a guy that impressed Harris so much he believes the best possible fit for him is right here in Houston. I'll give you a guy that I really, really like, and I think he would be the perfect fit with Tank and Nico in due time, and that's Ricky Pearsall from Florida. He was fantastic, and I think he's going to run better than people think, and when you see him, you'll get exactly what I'm talking about. I think he's faster than people anticipate. He runs tremendous routes. He's got glue sticks for hands. He had to catch of the year in college football, a one-hander down the seam, that was just absolutely incredible. He cooked everybody he went against. Ricky Pearsall from Florida, 6'1", 190. Here's his numbers. 12 games, 65 catches, 965 yards this past season, and four touchdowns. Look, those numbers, not as impressive as Corley or Wilson, and they're all in and around the same size guy, you know, in and around six foot, 200 pounds. Um, but... Hearing that breakdown about Pearsall, I got really, really excited. When you tell me that a guy that can come in right away and another Florida guy, you know, I'm guessing uh, him and Damian probably played together at least the last year that Damian was there. Uh, So he'll have somebody that he knows in the league if, in fact, the Texans are able to grab him if they want to. Um, But another absolute weapon, somebody that can make dudes miss. Find open space. In this offense, if Nico Collins went from being primarily a boundary receiver to a guy that is just running open into space on crossers and on digs and on stops and outs, whatever the case may be, we saw what Tank Dell was able to do, take the top off. I expect him to be even better coming back that just the fact that he got hurt earlier in the season. It wasn't later in the season. He gets a full offseason now to work on his body, his craft to NFL standards, which he has firsthand experience with. You add another guy like this that can come in and make an impact. I'm excited. I think for a guy like this, seeing him in person and actually seeing his tape is more important than, oh, well, look at the gaudy numbers or the non-gaudy numbers that he put up, right? Because you could have a guy who plays, and this is not to dock one player versus the other, Mm -hmm. but you could have a guy who plays in a smaller conference, smaller school like a Western Kentucky and they play a wide-open air raid offense, and he puts up monster numbers. Mm-hmm. Then you have a guy like Pearsall who plays at Florida. They play in the SEC. They are a absolutely, like, 1927 offense, right? Uh, Graham Mertz is their quarterback. Do you have any idea who Graham Mertz is? Uh, the younger 
uh, like I think the great 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 grandchild of Fred Mertz from the uh, I Love Lucy show. Yes. Uh, couldn't no? tell you because, like I said, <laughs> I had no idea who the hell this kid is. All right, he had more sacks. He took more sacks this year than he threw touchdowns. Yeah. And he threw for under three thousand yards. If if you are throwing for under three thousand yards, your passing attack is well, it's it's suboptimal. A third of it went to Pearsall. They they all yeah. A third of their passing offense went to Pearsall. When you look at like how their offense stacked up against other teams in the SEC, I mean let's let's just stay in the SEC East, which is the kid brother side of mm-hmm. the SEC. All right, they had the third fewest points. They scored three hundred. And 41 points. Uh, by contrast, Kentucky, who was a similar 3-5 and five mm-hmm. SEC team, they scored 378 points. Uh, Missouri had 423. And Georgia, of course, had 562. Yeah. So they scored <laughs> mm, 55% of the points Georgia scored. Their offense blew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why they finished the year 5-7. and seven. Hey. If you can put up hey. 965 yards uh-huh. in a trash offense while playing in one of the toughest conferences in college football, you probably had we're probably making a lot of guys look silly. He's nice. He's nice. I mean, I do you remember the catch that he was talking about earlier this college football season? I mean, it was the da na na da I mean, that was the one. I mean, if they still had that program on ESPN back in the day like where you if you had the top play one week the next week's play had to beat that. So some guys' plays were on it like four, five, six weeks in a row. Like, that would have been one of them. There was no doubt about that. That would have lived a long time in your minds rent-free because nobody would have beaten that one uh, in college football this year. Look, we've all discussed Mike Evans. He's a free agent, the longtime Tampa Bay receiver. Had another fantastic season this year with Baker Mayfield. In fact, put together his 10th straight 1,000-yard-plus season. Um, he should be on the Texans' wish list. And John Harris talked about it this morning on Payne and Pendergast, thinks that while Evans might be a perfect fit here in Houston, it shouldn't be a disappointment if the Texans don't spend a big bag on a free agent like that. And I would love Mike. I love Mike. I think he's everything that they're looking for in a Texan. I don't think Mike's going to give him a hometown discount. Um, so they're going to have to pay some money. Or you can look at one of these young guys, and you know, you look at what a guy like Puka Nakua did last year. Look what Tank did as a rookie last year. Rookies can come into this offense and do some things, especially if you've got skills and you've got guys around you like like Tank Dell and Nico Collins. So that's why I really was looking at those wide receivers and trying to figure out how do they fit with Tank and Nico. And all those guys I felt like would be a really good fit with the two Texan star receivers. You know, as we were talking about this, like I feel like – what John Harris said in his last statement there, and Tank, I feel like we forget about Tank. There's going to be Nico and Tank, and we both think, and I, I think a lot of people should be encouraged by Xavier Hutchinson. You know, he's one of the best receivers in college football before he went to the NFL. Like, he's going to be better, and he's got the big frame. He can be a guy that you can throw it up and he can go get it. He can make, you know, catches through contact. He's going to be better in this offense. If you can go get another young guy that you feel is NFL ready, whether it be a Ricky Pearsall or a Cowley or a a Wilson from Michigan, who everybody saw plenty of this year, more of him than anybody else. He played in 15 games and balled out in every single damn one of them almost. I like all of this, but the Texans still have to sign a dude elsewhere. If it doesn't come with giving a free agent wide receiver a big bag this offseason, they have to still go get a dude, a playmaker offensively at the running back position. There's not much out there besides Noah Fant as far as an upgrade from Dalton Schultz, uh, if you ask me. And both of those are very kind of similar players. Maybe Fant's slightly better uh, of a guy that has a higher ceiling, but I'm not sure even. You got to be able to go strengthen your linebacker core. You got to be able to either retain the dude that is Jonathan Grenard or go get a dude. Corner, safety. There's a lot of positions. The Texans have to kind of wow us, I think, this offseason, at least to me, for me to think that, man, this was another ginormous step in the right direction. I, I, I have an issue mm-hmm. with the. They can just go draft another receiver, you know, because look at Tank Dell, third-round pick. Look at Puka Nakua, sixth-round pick. 
How many wide receivers were drafted in between Tank Dell and Puka Nakua who did nothing? What if look, it's imagine. great yeah. that the Texans hit on Tank Dell, right? Mm-hmm. Being in Houston, we got to see Tank Dell. We knew what kind of player he was. Of course, there were concerns about his size because, you know, he weighs about as much as my right leg. But the the idea of, of him being an impact player and being able to to be fast and shifty and, and lose guys and get separation and get downfield, he did all of those things. Uh, Nakua had an, an unbelievable season, like, you know, for a I mean, that might be the best rookie wide receiver season of all time. I think it is the best rookie wide receiver season of all time. Came coming out of a six-round pick. What are the chances of that? One in, when do they start doing the draft in the NFL? Because it's one in that many years. Mm-hmm. So, you've already got a young guy in Tankdale, a young guy in Hutch, a young guy in Mechie, because you can't really count Mechie's first year because he missed the whole season with leukemia. Yeah, but this year's kind of a make-or-break year for Mech. I think next this coming year is the year where you'll see the jump. Because Coming back from leukemia, you knew there was going to be a steep curve. He hadn't played football in a year and a half. Mm-hmm. There was going to be a steep curve. I thought he started to show more signs later in the year. Not where he needs to be but showed more signs later in the year. With a, another full year away from, from, from the cancer treatment, a full year of actual off-season prep. Because remember, he didn't get to participate in a lot of off-season stuff this year because he was still recovering. So I think that will kind of determine what kind of a path John Mechie winds up being on. Nico Collins, still a young guy. He's going to be in his fourth year, uh, but still on his, on his rookie contract. This is where you need the veteran. Mm-hmm. You've loaded with young guys. This is where you need the veteran player. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to follow. I just I'm I said last night, and I felt really good about it that you know I'd be disappointed if the Texans uh, didn't come away with a Mike Evans or a T Higgins type, uh, Calvin Ridley guys that we've talked about. They need a dude, a proven dude at receiver right now because I think they I thought they were ready. I still think they're ready to take that big step. I just don't know it necessarily has to come at a premium cost like it would if you were able to go out and get a guy like T. Higgins or Calvin Wrigley uh, or or another high-priced you know free agent like Mike Evans. He's going to – what was the report today? 20 to $30 million per. Yeah, like, I thought 20 $25 million was probably ooh, the right the right ooh. ballpark for, for Mike Evans. But, you know, you're not talking about a five-year deal. You're probably talking about a three-year deal, and the last year is not going to be guaranteed. Right. They've got – uh, you ready? $66 million in cap space before they start cutting people, or et cetera. So go get the dude. Mm-hmm. And we were talking uh, earlier. What chunk of that's going to cost you maybe uh, with Jonathan Grenard or a corner? We were talking about this earlier this week, right, mm-hmm. about the idea of getting best available player or biggest need player and biggest impact player. Yeah. You get a T. Higgins or a Mike Evans, that guy is going to have a monster impact on your offense. Your offense could damn near be unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you get a little bit, just a little bit better play from your offensive line, and you've got those three guys. Nobody is going to be stacking the box against you. That gives your offensive linemen easier assignments in the running game. It gives your running backs less guys in the box to have to go up against. That kind of passing game opens up your running game mm-hmm. because you can't stack the box when you got Mike Evans or T. Higgins or Calvin Ridley and Nico and Tank. And look, if they bring back Dalton Schultz or they go get a Noah fan or they draft a guy, you know, whatever it is, you'll have something somewhat reliable at the tight end. No doubt. Three bosses at wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, that's how many teams do you remember that had three just bosses at wide receiver? I don't know. Once upon a time ago, before the entries just absolutely kicked them in the nuts, I thought the Texans already had that. They had three dudes through seven, eight games of the season that were trending towards being the first trio thousand plus receiver core that we'd seen in a long time in the NFL. Obviously, it didn't turn out that way. You only finished with one because of the injury to Tank. But yeah, I get what you're saying. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. It's Area 45 Sports Radio 610. Coming up next, two power conferences are going to come together, apparently, and try to fix college sports. That should be productive. Uh, Tongue in cheek. We'll explain what we mean next at Sports Radio 610. All right, it's time to go to school, son. Come on, get your hands up, man. You need an interpreter? 
It's time to go to school. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, (laughs) nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Area 45 with Bajani and Creighton. Bajani and Creighton back with you at Sports Radio 610. I am Bajani. He is Creighton. Chris Santiago is producing, doing a great job. C-Sex. C-Sex. If you'd like to talk to him, to talk to us, dial us up. 713-572-4610-572. 4610. You can call or text. Be a part of the show that way. Catch us on Twitch as well. Watch us on YouTube. A lot of different ways to be in contact and a part of the show. Uh, Saw this earlier today. Senior college football writer for ESPN, Pete Thamel, reported that, quote, the SEC and Big Ten are set to announce that they are setting up an advisory committee expected to look at the entire college sports landscape and solutions within it. Oh, boy. These are things that we talk about over beers, um, and a lot of them sometimes, every single year. Uh, And we can't wait to, uh, you know, pretend like we know how to fix college sports. But I thought it was like, man, college sports, that's a big deal. It's like, I'm just trying to fix college football at this point in time. And it seems like NIL and the CFP, should it be four, should it be eight? Hell, it doesn't matter. It's going to go to 12 next year. That's really the big issue. Is there like a more underlying issue that <laughs> that needs to be fixed in college sports aside from NIL? Abolish the NCAA. I, I, when you think about like, the most crooked organizations in sports, I'm going to rattle a few off here for you. FIFA, the IOC, Ooh, yeah. the NCAA. Did you I send mean, me a story about that earlier today, the IOC? Or no, it was somebody else. It was it was, like some, it was something else the, with the, steroids. The most crooked organization. I think of IOC, I think of steroids. And for, for the NCAA that, you know, literally can't do its job, refuses to do its job, openly begs for the federal government mm-hmm. to do its job. I've been waiting for the big conferences to create what we kind of pseudo-termed Division Four. Mm-hmm. For a long time, which should be self-governance. They break away from the governance of the NCAA. They create their own rules. They rule themselves because they have all the money and they get to tell the NCAA KMA. Mm -hmm. Yep. This committee, I feel like, is, is finally the real start. Of going in that direction. You have the two biggest conferences in college football. Yeah. Who are now saying... We are not going to deal with the NCAA contradicting various state laws and telling us state law doesn't matter, only our rules matter. Mm. Screw you guys. You've been ruining this game for 50 years. We're no longer going to adhere to your nonsense. We're going to make our own rules and we're going to follow our own rules and we're going to just, we're going to do our own thing. I am waiting for that day to come 
when that day finally comes, we will no longer have issues with, you know, why did this guy not get a transfer waiver when he's trying to move to a school close to his home because his mom is sick and his father is gone? Yeah. It's like, no, no, you can't get a waiver. So many of these stories. Like, there, then there's like one random kid who gets a waiver for, you know, rich kid. Like, I guess he just knew what wheels to grease. Mm-hmm. So to be rid of all that nonsense, I remember a story years ago that I talked about on air where uh, a female student athlete was deemed ineligible because she washed her car on campus using a university hose with university water, and she had to pay the school back like $21 in order to get <laughs> eligible again. Uh, that's not even a fake story. God, I wish that's it was. an expensive self-car wash. Right this there. is the idiocy yeah. of the NCAA. So the faster we can get, our favorite sports, the biggest schools, the biggest programs, the hell away from the nonsense of the NCAA and into self-governance, let's go. It's a start. So I, I think you're taking this a little bit more seriously than I am, and college football has made me like a cynic like no other. But, yeah, I guess the fact that the SEC and the Big Ten getting together and wanting to sit down create a committee to where they can really seriously look at these issues, it it's a start I just I I want it fixed now, right? I want things to make sense now. I want to be able to enjoy this now. I feel like drama without the drama in college sports, it would just kind of be like, nah. <laughs> we talk, we spend so much time talking about that other extracurricular stuff, things that that we shouldn't necessarily be focusing on. Like we shouldn't have to pay attention to it, shouldn't exist. Rather than just the games. And um, I, I just, I get a feeling that, yeah, maybe this is at least the start, but it's still so far away. To me, the CFP, that's been one of those things. They went from something that made sense and getting away from the computer thing to now just let's make it 12 teams. I, didn't, I don't know where you fall on this. You and I have not discussed this one iota. I don't know how you feel about it, but to me, that's got to be the one thing. I mean, that's the king. It's football. You've got to be able to fix that first and foremost, along with the NIL, which surely can't be that difficult to kind of meander through. Four teams was never going to work when you have a power five. Mm-hmm. By the way, how long do you think the before the power five becomes power three? Two seasons? Three seasons? I, I haven't thought about like going five to three, just creating a legitimate fifth. You know? Yeah, there is. We're not. We're, I don't even know. If we have a legitimate fourth right now. You have the SEC. You get the Big Ten, and then you got the Big Twelve oh, and the Big Twelve and the ACC and the ACCC. You've got Clemson and Florida State. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. I always go back to just massive realignment. You know, just make it make sense from that standpoint. Florida State's going to be in the SEC soon enough. Yeah, it, it appears. It appears that. So, like, that way, I mean, we'll have a Big Three, mm-hmm. a Power Three. And look, the the twelve teams. There's gonna be more bowl games. Do we have a problem with more high end college football? More high end college football? No, I mean you don't have a problem with it necessarily. But I mean, look, it's it's really the more games that I find to be an issue. Like college football was okay with creating more games for these top level teams when it was like an act of Congress for years for them to go 16 to 17 in the NFL. And we're talking 18 now. And how much longer is that going to take? One of those has to be, well, one of those at one time had to be collectively bargained. Mm -hmm. Now the commissioner has the authority to implement it. Whereas in college football, players have no rights. There's no union. They just Whatever the NCAA does, Slowly but surely, I mean, they seem to be gaining it. I mean, they have the ability to generate their own income now. They do. And this, and you saw how fast that came from never, 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 never. Okay, maybe fine. Here it is. Wild West. Boom. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of how things are operating. So this is why I, I feel good about the idea of, hey, the biggest conferences could break away and actually have self-governance and then no more... NCAA stupidity. Oh, you can spend lots of money, big big time school over there. But you mid mid range school, you're not allowed. We're going to come and slap you. Yeah, we're done with that. That's over. Mm-hmm. Now they can they can rule themselves. Anybody can make all the freaking money they want because as the cool schools have learned, they originally they were all afraid. Well, if we have NIL, we're going to lose money. 
Then they realized, oh, wait, we're not losing a dollar. We're right. making more money. Yeah, this he's going to make more money. Of course you're going to make more money. He's Patrick Creighton, Sean Bajani. If you'd like to weigh in, how would you fix college football or college sports? Uh, 713-572-4610. If you want to text, be a part of the show that way. You can also tweet us at Creighton one at Sean Bajani. Coming up next, uh, we'll get to some Astros, a teaser, and a way too early roster projection from one Patrick Creighton. That's next, Sports Radio 610. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co.